Come on, girl, you know how much I want you. Like a ghost, I'm going to hunt you. Meet me at me crib, bring your friends. Maybe you can drive a Mercedes Benz. I'll hang out poolside, have a drink, swimming against the tide, not gonna sink. Come on, girl, let's get in trouble. Shake a knot, stir the James Bond from Dublin. Welcome back to The Rewind. I'm Josh, and this is a podcast where I watch a bunch of movies and talk about them with my friends. Today's episode is about Flora and Son. Join me today. He once shared a billing with Snow Patrol. It's Holden Martinson. Holden, how's it going? It's going great. How are you, Josh? <laughs> Good. And also joining me, if he's going to drink before noon, he's going to keep it classy and just stick to Guinness. It's Elijah Howard. Elijah, how's it going? I'm doing fine. Yes, Guinness. <laughs> I, I would prefer that. Maybe a nice uh, Irish whiskey. Wouldn't, wouldn't catch you with wine, though, at 10 a.m., though. I, I know you wouldn't no. uh, sleep that far. Um, <laughs> but Foreign Son is the newest film from Irish uh, director and re- Irish writer-director John Carney. It's the follow-up to 2016's Sing Street, a movie that I love and I know Holden and Elijah do, too. So we were quite excited for this one to come out. Foreign Son debuted all the way back in January at Sundance, our, our second straight episode on a Sundance premiere, but Fred and I had recorded the Fair Play one way back then. I was not lucky enough to see Foreign Sun at that time. I don't even know if it played virtually, but Holden was lucky enough to see it there. Um, yeah, and because Holden used to be a Utah, a Salt Lake City, or a, excuse me, a Park City resident. Foreign Sun uh, debuted way back then. Uh, John Carney, uh, also, I should say, also well known for uh, 2007's Once and 2014's Begin Again. He's also just a guy that you know loves making uplifting movies about music. So who doesn't like to see those? Uh, Foreign Son, uh, it's, it's it follows Flora, uh, uh, a young single mother, but who doesn't really actually have primary custody of her kid because her life's a bit of a mess. She's played by Eve Hewson. Uh, her her ex is played by Jack Rayner, who is also in Sing Street. He was in a band once upon a time that, as I mentioned before, shared a billing once with Snow Patrol. And their son, Max, just keeps see- seeming to find himself getting in trouble and is just, uh, just they don't really know what to do with him. He's you just kind of stealing stuff. Max is played by Oren Kinlan. I think, a, I think it's his film debut. Uh, he's just, you know, always up to no good and trying to like set him on the straight and narrow, uh, Flora, who just has the kind of relationship where she, I think at one point tells him, I hope you get kidnapped. Uh, she's, she's just at, at wit's end with him. Uh, she pulls a guitar out of the dumpster, pays 18 euros to fix it and says, Hey, how about this? He says, no, screw off. She's like, all right, fine. I'll teach myself how to play the guitar just because I, I want to show people I can do something with my life. Cause her life has really never not seemed to amount to much. She, she just kind of like works as like a part-time nanny and that's about it she searches the internet finds a potential guitar tutor uh his name is jeff he's played by joseph gordon levitt he is just a guy in california that once upon a time had dreams of making music and uh never really amounted to much either and we see uh her start to learn to play with jeff but also maybe uh find that max likes a different kind of music as well maybe this is something she can bond with him over uh, as I mentioned before, guys, uh, you guys were all, uh, you're all big fans of Sing Street. I, I'm, I'm assuming y'all are big fans of Once because that seems to be like the most critically acclaimed of all of his films. Uh, I, I really like Begin Again too, but uh, a lot of people seem to think that might be the least of his movies. But honestly, I think it low-key might have like some of the best music of all of them. John Carney collaborates with really great people when they, he makes music for these movies. 
And so I'm curious, Holden, uh, going into something like this, you know, I, I don't know what you knew about Four and Son going in or other than the fact it was a John Carney movie. But when you go to see something like that, are you expecting him to like kind of like, I don't know, level up and tell something on a bigger scale? Or are you just kind of like or were you just kind of like, oh, I, I bet there's going to be a musical component to this. And I and I hope I have a nice time. You know, I didn't know what this movie was going to be mm-hmm. um, uh, when it debuted at Sundance. Um, or when I figured when I learned that it was going to be at Sundance, uh, I didn't even know that John Carney had a new movie um, because you know, I was I was living in Salt Lake and uh, Sundance was uh, was happening and it was moving away from virtual screenings um, to more uh, in theater screenings and I was like saying oh well what can I see this year you know what looks good oh, Florence Son what's that's a Joseph Gordon Levitt movie wait what's this it's directed by John Carney who directed what might be my favorite movie of all time once mm. um and who directed sing street a movie i adore uh with like all oh, my heart and then yeah i i realized that it was going to be another when i realized it was going to be another uh music movie i was like okay okay john i get it you've done this you've done this three times in a row <laughs> what more do you possibly have to say about this because it, it really does seem like he's gone through every angle. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, cause, cause he even had the whole, uh, single mother as a musician angle in once with, uh, Marquetta Irglova's character, but then seeing it, I, I found that Johnny C's done it again. He, <laughs> he, he finds yet another Avenue to make his, his, uh, his love of music and um his relationship with with uh with dublin still feel singular and fresh and uh just the way he's he's been able to uh evolve um with 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 each new movie um you know, has has been very impressive i think it's uh not uh maybe at the the s tier of of his work but i do think it is uh plenty worthy of him as as a filmmaker and and shows a lot of growth in a lot of ways Elijah, for you, what was the? I, I know you, you enjoyed Foreign Son as well. What was the kind of the biggest thing it, for you that made it so? What this didn't feel like a, a total rehash of stuff you'd already seen before, and that you found something new to get out of it. Yeah, I mean, I I do think, right? I don't know if we talked about this separately at some point around when, um, you know, like Asteroid City came out. That we kind of talked about the idea of like there there are directors out there who really do just kind of to some degree make the same film over and over again but it's not it's not necessarily a problem right like if a director tends to tackle similar thematic material but can do it with kind of a a unique or at least a, a really heartfelt spin each time then you know if john carney wants to be the guy that makes movies about the you know healing power of music and the empowering angle of music in people's lives uh, then, you know, if he can keep doing that at a high caliber of, of level, then, uh, you know, then I'm, I'm along for the ride. So with Florian's son, you know, yeah, there is a, a sort of familiarity to it to some degree. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, I, I, like, as long as I knew that going in and I was not expecting this to be a sci-fi film or a crime thriller, like kind of, right. You know, like I know what I'm going in with. And so 
it, I think it became easier for me to kind of get wrapped up in the moments. And, you know, I, I'm not sure I was 100% sold on it within the first couple of minutes, but I would say, you know, as we talk about the film more, we can talk about some of, I think, what what sort of develops over the course of the film and some of the the really more affecting moments that just feel like very vintage Carney. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys in that, like, I, hmm, I guess I... I don't know. I, I certainly like found really moving moments at the end, but even if like, Hey, like this is, this doesn't, isn't necessarily like for the first half of it hitting like some of the same highs as maybe some of the other movies. It's like, it's, it's just a pleasant hang if nothing else, you know? And, and, that, and that's really nice. It wasn't the, and I'd say the last few months weren't exactly the strongest at the movies. So it was nice to just be somewhere and just have having a very nice time. And, uh, get, and I mean, I, I really just, I really, really enjoyed Eve Houston in this movie. I, I don't remember what I'd seen her act in before, besides since the Nick, and I, and I, and I really liked the Nick. So it's like, okay, cool. If nothing else, I'm getting to see someone just kind of like own a chance to lead a movie like this, and and really have a really nice screen presence, and have her this this really fun vibe with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. But at the same time, like you know, once it really kind of like I think hones back in on that family, I think he does like kind of hit a sweet spot in a different way where you know I that I, that's that is something I guess I should say is is kind of new for him in a, in a way is to like focus on a, a, a well, actually, no, I, I take that back. He kind of did that in beginning again too. Like he, he, he kind of brought, brought a similar size family together and had the, had, had, had a dad bonding with his daughter over music. But like he, here, the, here, the kid is even like more central, I suppose. And it, it, it certainly just had a different feel in the way he was able to bring this particular fractured family together. Even if like, I should say, correct myself, like, yeah, he, he did kind of hit that. He, it was, it was a beat he hit in begin again, but it has a different, it, it certainly has a different feel here. And he, like you said, he's, he's attacked all this stuff from a lot of angles, but like, I still had a really nice time and it still feels like he's mining some new emotional terrain, even if he has like, he's dealt with family units before he's dealt with single mothers before, but it did feel like it came together in like, something that was something that was like kind of unique. Um, I don't know. Hold on. You mentioned, you mentioned before him expo- exploring different corners of Dublin. Uh, did that, did, I mean, was, was that something that like, you know, you kind of like uh, th- that you kind of picked up on this and just kind of felt you were seeing like a different side of the city and that gave it a different feel for you? No, I mean, I think he, uh, I mean, maybe to some extent, I think it's something he did in, um, in, in once really well as well, where it's like uh, he's not, telling the story about a city necessarily that's like um it's not like a tourist ad for for dublin it's like this is probably what it's like to live in this city especially if you are broke constantly mm-hmm. um or if like you know you are just hanging out in the same um spots over and over again like she's been going to the same club her whole life she says mm-hmm. uh, what was it uh shifters or something mm-hmm. um you know but at the same time, you still get a sense of of this community, um, and especially the parts that are like kind of run down, like that whole estate where her ex lives, um, versus like the uh, swankier um, neighborhood where her her employer lives. Um, uh, and then you have like the the uh, bar or the 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 pub, I guess, where they're. Mm-hmm. um where she does the open mic thing um where like it's there's like a promotions guy just hustling out at the front trying to get people to do it <laughs> you you get a sense of what is important to these people how much the music matters to everyone like people are still going to live shows um that kind of thing uh you have like these kids making their videos in like 
their dingy uh, apartment complex. And yet, like, you know, just people doing whatever they can to to do what they love, that kind of thing. Like, I think he celebrates that that element um, of his city really well in here. Yeah. Oh, Elijah, oh, oh, I'm, 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 cu- I'm curious because I... I, sh- I should say, I think one, one thing that kind of jumped out to me as I was watching it and I was, was m- musically like, I think he's like throughout the movie. And I'm wondering if, if you, you felt your expectations, like, you know, wax and wane at all as you're going in. Like, I, I feel like one thing that kind of helped us stand apart a little bit from the movies is that like it, it really actually kind of slow paid the musical aspect a little bit. And I'm wondering like how you felt about that as you were watching with respect to the storytelling. And if you were like, kind of like, because I, I really had no idea where it was going either. I didn't know if this was going to be something like where it was like in, you know, uh, like, like a little more like Wild Rose where you're going to like expect this person to become like a professional musician at some point And like the movie was going to move that fast or something like that. Do you kind of like feel yourself like kind of like kind of curious where it was going from a story perspective? Do you think we were going to end up like in like a more professional setting than the one we ended up with at the end? Or were you just kind of like, you know, kind of enjoying how low stakes it, they kept it throughout? Yeah, I mean, I, I was definitely um, not predicting where it was going mm-hmm. i think i sort of you know by probably the midway point of the movie i sort of gave up on that aspect of, mm-hmm. or gave up a rather on trying to predict uh you know how it was going to go because i think i sort of realized that as contrasted to something like you know like sing street for example or even uh or even once it's it, it's almost like this wasn't really a musical at least not in the same way right those those movies are much more especially sing street right much more marked in in chapter and verse by their by their songs whereas this movie's only really got like two and a half musical numbers three i guess sort of um you know and and so i think once i sort of settled into the idea that this is more of like a comedy drama with musical elements it starts to take on a completely you expect a different narrative pace from it, a different arc. Um, and I think it it played it pretty well in that you don't, you know, it's not immediately apparent that that's where it's going to go. So where the film ends up feels entirely earned, but not necessarily expected. Um, it makes sense, right, when you arrive at that moment. Uh, but I like the, uh, you know, the thing that I really like about all of Carney's films is that they're not neat they're not they never wrap up in a uh you know a nice little bow tie and um that's what i liked is this this movie had that cathartic uh element to its storytelling and to you know the 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 way the narrative ended up going but it wasn't uh it wasn't you know picture perfect and that's always been something that i've respected about you know how his movies play out yeah, I like that point because, like, I never thought necessarily, like, I didn't think, oh, this kid's just going to end up in jail. For one, it seems like other countries, you know, their, their prison industrial complex isn't as complex as ours. Uh, so it's, it's just kind of funny how it's just, like, kind of doesn't seem like the most ridiculous ask in the world where it's like, can this kid bring his music stuff to juvie? And everyone's like, yeah, sure, that'll be good for him. Uh, I, I, got, I got a kick out of that. But it's like, you never really think, like, th- you never really feel like things are going to go too far off the rails for him. And you don't necessarily think she's going to end up, like, drunk in a ditch at the end of the movie. But it's also like not predictable at the same time, and I and and and, I, and that's what I kind of like appreciated about it. It's like she maybe they're not going to get the perfect hundred percent like awesome incredible like uh, she, she's now a star ending, but it's like 
you know, it's, it's going to be something and, in, 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 but you don't know what. And I, and I just kind of, I, I kind of I like that. I mean, uh, what, what do you like about the scale of these movies, Holden? Yeah, I love that uh, John Carney always has um, uh, just a little bit of a bittersweet bent to him. Um, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not to, to, to spoil these movies too much, but like, you know, Once has a very uplifting ending, but it is not like maybe the catharsis you are expecting from that sort of movie mm-hmm. or those characters, but it is the right ending. You know, same with begin again it gives the character like i think each individual character gets what they need um i think begin or sing street like that's a a a movie where like uh that has maybe the most fantastical ending like the biggest scale ending um so open-ended it's and it's incredibly open-ended like, are they even going to make it? They're going on a fucking pontoon boat throughout, the, <laughs> throughout, throughout like all of yeah. like the the length of the United Kingdom. <laughs> it's yeah, they're like anyway. Um, uh, but he, you know, he, I think he handles this like very human scale so so well. And even though, and he's still like with uh, Sing Street and and in Florence, and he is flirting more with like these flourishes of um of unreality like the drive it like you stole it sequence in sing mm-hmm. street or like um all of the uh, the the joseph gordon levitt conversations in this movie where the 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 barrier of the computer dissolves and they're effectively in the same space with one another mm. um as a way of like communicating their 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 uh the closeness of their relationship you know i think even working in a very grounded literal state you know he's he's still finding new ways to be expressive and and and, and interesting i think yeah i i definitely agree and you you know one thing we talked about the single other thing earlier and i think i want to i want to talk about flora herself a little more because i think one thing that probably does set it apart from the other movies is that like i, I feel like the, the i feel like the movie like really wants you to like wants to challenge you with her being like kind of an unlikable person a lot. Like she's very rough around the edges, but like she's very thorny, but like you still, you're still like never like in doubt that you're cheering for. And I think that's like a very interesting creation to like build a movie around. Uh, like Elijah, what do you feel like the choice to like have like this woman? That's like a, like I said earlier, like, is this like so contemptuous towards her son? Uh, be the be like your be your protagonist at the same time it's it's like an interesting choice for the kind of vibe his movies normally have but like he still keeps it feeling like a john carney movie what did you think about that yeah i i would i i'm i i guess not necessarily for for once or begin again but i would say that first in in the case of sing street right um you know the the protagonist in in Sing Street, right? Is he's kind of also a little bit of a punk uh, <laughs> early on, especially. And I think it's it's an interesting way of telling a character driven story. Um, and it takes a lot of it takes a lot of strength as a writer and a director, I think, to make that work. Because I think, in my opinion, what Carney is doing is it's like like you said it's kind of like laying down a challenge but it's also a challenge to himself because he knows that he has to make this character likable by the end and it can't be unearned it can't be phony it has to feel real you have to actually get to know this person and um i I think that's maybe one of the greatest strengths of this representation of of this character in this film 
uh, of Flora, right, is that she feels fully realized and that you can go from thinking, well, she's a bit of an ass to, uh, you know, to to really getting in her headspace and understanding why she is the way she is. And also, you know, having those moments sort of begin to meld and fade into the the more sincere and the more uh you know heartfelt and and i i think that's a really strong showing from carney i also think it's a really strong showing from eve Hewson. um you know i she's uh somebody who i've i've liked for a long time like you said nick uh she's appeared you know kind of sporadically in a couple of little things that i've liked you know i won't say i liked them because of her but she was in bridge of spies she was in papillon um, she was in Robin Hood in 2018, which I did not like at all. Uh, <laughs> but she's uh, all of this is to say she's I don't think she's quite had an opportunity like this to really, um, you, you know, play a sort of challenging character like this. Um, and so it was it was great to to get to see her take that role and just knock it right out of the park and and to be able to do it in a movie like this that, that really does demand a lot more than just good acting right there's so there's so much of this that goes beyond just can you read can you give a line reading right um and so uh, yeah I, I thought that character uh felt particularly well realized yeah did you uh hold watching her do her thing did you feel like that was someone where you kind of bought that she had the past that we're led to believe that she's had where she, you know, like uh, just a very, like a hard, like a, like a, just a hard last 14 years since getting pregnant really young. And like her life didn't turn out how she felt. Did you kind of buy that, that, that it was the kind of life this person had lived? I absolutely buy it. And I, the craziest thing is that that's like the opposite of her real life. I was going to say that is Bono. Yes. We didn't <laughs> say that yet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She's like, she's had like, this is, I mean, you know, she's a nepo baby. Whatever, who cares? Like, apparently, I read, I read, I read a story about that a few weeks ago before before I before I seen the movie where it was like she she like owns that apparently and like had some reticence in taking on the role because she's like, are people gonna like bu- even like buy that I could be this person? Yeah, like, and 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 to be clear, I say that, I, and you know, it's it really is it's what it is. Whatever, it's uh, I I think at the end of the day, I have to look at the performance as as it is and. I, I think she's absolutely persuasive as as someone who's like, I don't know what more you want from me, kid. I'm trying my best here. Like <laughs> as as someone who's like, she's, you know, she's in her her uh her early thirties and she has this this kid who's um who's like a real smart aleck to her and she's used to it, but you know, at the same time she um as as much as the kid gives her her grief she still loves him uh with all her heart and you uh and you really get a sense of their relationship hers and um uh Oren, uh is it uh Canlin? Canlin, uh, yeah. yeah uh right from the jump like i agree that those first um like 10 minutes are pretty rough up until like his uh, you know they move really quickly and they're a little bit like tropey but the thing that it does really well is like you absolutely get the relationship with her and her son right away. And I get it. I believe that she's a that she's been living as like as a struggling single mom for for her son's whole life. And she's just so naturally funny and and like 
a very subtly great like physical performer i noticed this this uh time around like there's like the the part where she's hearing his music for the first time and they're like fighting over the the like playing the song and in the same shot she like she uh she presses the space bar and then puts her hand out like so to tell him to stop and then she starts just dancing and like, <laughs> it's this fluid thing it's so perfect um or like when she's on the rooftop with joseph gordon levitt she's slightly and they're like talking about like you know more seriously having a relationship with each other to some degree and like to get out of it she's just like um swoops from under his arm mm -hmm. <laughs> like that kind of thing but no like and she just has this attitude about her where like if you just met her for um like off the street you think she was a real piece of work but the more you know her uh she's just so much fun you and know, at the same time, she's, like, self-deprecating enough to, like, laugh when he says, oh, the song about you is called Crazy Irish Bitch. Like, she, <laughs> she, she, she so it's, like, she, she's someone that, like, you know, is, might be rough around the edges, but, like, knows it in a way that is charming. Yeah. And that, that's a, and that, that's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty tall, probably a pretty tough task to pull off as a, as, as a performer. And she did a good job. Yeah. I like that she doesn't change the lyrics for her, her part of the song that she and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt write together. Where she like laughs at it and is like <laughs> keeps it. <laughs> well, I think I, I mean, so. I want to ask you about the scenes with him too, because I mean, I think that's a big part of like you know yeah. uh, just like really kind of getting to know. I mean, obviously his character, but also hers, and like just uh, kind of what makes her tick is she's as, as she's trying to explain what she wants in life. I mean, I think yeah. that first scene with him is really good, where she can't really give a, a straight answer to him on anything. Well, like, why are you doing this? And she's really actually being forced to look inward on the for the first time in some time for the first time in a while when someone is actually putting her on the spot. Because like you know, it's so anyone can like buy a guitar and say I'm going to learn to play the guitar. It's like actually like be put on the spot about like what do you do? Why are you doing this? And it is a whole other thing. And I think you know, it, it, I really, it was, I, I really enjoyed the Joseph Gordon Webber performance because if, if it, the way he's like delivering those lines at first when she first is in the first tutoring session with them. It almost seems like it's like a pre-recorded thing like that's just there to like respond to stuff that the person on the other end is saying like he's very robotic in how he's saying it but she she slowly breaks him down but he kind of but but but, but it, go, it goes the other way too and he starts just like asking her questions and it's a it's a really really interesting scene he get carney gets very creative with how he does that later on is uh he whenever he depicts them as not being on zoom with each other but in person and i just think it's 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 a, it's a really like it's it, it's a it's a really interesting uh, device that they that I thought I thought they utilized well but didn't overutilize at the same time. Uh, how how did you feel like those those scenes worked for you, Elijah? Yeah, I, I I liked them. I thought that you know you can looking at the the outline of those scenes, right? The contours of what what they are. I think it's very. It would have been extremely easy for those scenes to feel the most tropey in the entire film right to very much just become the the worst embodiment of carney's thematic ideal right this like this guy is just the spirit of music here to teach you about how all like how great music is kind of thing um and i think that the film very very uh deftly sidesteps that entire kind of perspective on it um by by really personalizing it and by by avoiding the more obvious routes of of kind of delivering some of those ideas uh, maybe uh, honestly probably the best example that i can think of right is uh is is one in which joseph gordon love is not actually in the scene um but he still 
cues it up right um i think one of the most affecting scenes uh in the entire movie is when flora on uh what's god what's jeff's advice (laughs) uh listens to uh both sides now by joni mitchell Mm -hmm. it's just such a all it is is her sitting there and listening to the song and but it is such a deeply affecting scene because of how familiar it is right (laughs) Like anybody who has ever listened to music, right? Like knows, or look, maybe that's a wild generalization, but I feel like almost anybody who's ever listened to music intently has had that moment where you just find a song that speaks uh, like directly to who you are and to what your experiences have been. And I saw, I saw the Eras tour movie yesterday. I found 41 that spoke to me. <laughs> we got to do one on the Eras tour. I would love to do that with oh, you. God. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Believe it or not, that, that podcast is already overbooked. <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, but that to me was, it was in a weird way, right? That's the best scene with Jeff that he's not in because it, it represents a real uh experience like that and a real version of that where you have an actual emotional connection with somebody and you do uh you know kind of you you build that relationship and that and a person shows you a song or something like that right um and and that's what in with with all of those scenes with jeff um what i really liked is that they is that, that Carney was able to work that thematic material without literally just saying it, right? Um, and you know, props to Joseph Gordon Levitt. I haven't seen him in a lot recently, so to see him come he's and play ch- like he's been chilling, huh? Yeah, he's kind of just kind of kind of been hanging out. Uh, nice, Mr. Corman, a show that's also on Apple TV Plus that's going to run for a really really long time. <laughs> that isn't at all canceled. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking I'm, about, but I believe you. It's funny that you say uh, that. It's funny that you guys just, both of you just said that because I saw a tweet earlier that's like, just talking about how Apple TV just does not market it shows at all. And then I joked how like, I only know about them because Fred plugs one every time he's on the podcast. But like, I've, <laughs> I, I, if you had a gun in my head, I would not, cannot tell you what Mr. Corman is about. Like, he's like I, a teacher who likes music. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. <laughs> I know he was, I know he was in Chicago seven. Uh, I, honestly, I, I honestly forgot he was. If you, he's, yeah, he's just been kind of just kind of bopping around. Um, and and you know, I think. Oh, how could I forget? He was Jiminy Cricket in Pinocchio last year. Oh, that's true. Where he won best support. The Zemeckis one. No. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I have not seen he, that. He, he really was the got... dong in Glass Onion. Yeah, he's been he's been really busy, guys. <laughs> I forgot about. <laughs> he's also he also does a voice. He's a, he's a, he's a I mean he got his start with Ryan Johnson or not maybe not his start but he got he got probably his first huge break with Ryan Johnson so he's been a he's been in with uh with Ryan ever since. Oh yeah, well no, he's so he, like an acclaimed actor. His episode of Poker Face was actually pretty good. I forgot about that. Speaking of Ryan, but he's so but, good. Uh, Poker Face. <laughs> but that's I mean like to me I I think it's a great step for him because he's, I think he, he was just kind of on a tear doing a lot of films and um, it's really nice to see him take a role that honestly feels more reminiscent of something like, uh, you know, in a weird way, right? Like mysterious skin or brick one of, you know, one of his earlier films where it's, it's more of a chance to be, to just kind of to play a sort of downbeat role 
to play some play a role that's more you know more about sort of playing off a scene rather than being the scene right <laughs> um and 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 he look he's great at that i will i i will always stand behind don john i think that's a highly underrated film uh, or at least underappreciated film and so but that's a movie where he's just you know and granted he did write and direct that too but it's just him completely you know chewing the scenery going wild um and so to get a movie like this where it's a lot calmer um and a lot more of him sort of having to take on an empathetic role in a scene and things like that uh i think it was really really nice to see him kind of come back to something like that yeah how'd you feel about him holding i like him a lot i Mm -hmm. think he is really good in this movie um and i think um I think his performance really, really works because he takes himself very seriously in this movie, or at least his character does. And Eve Hewson is a great foil who doesn't take anything seriously <laughs> for a long time. And like, she, he's like this, like, uh, he's like trying to, to um, like heal from, from having this unsuccessful career as a musician you know those and those who can't do teach and she's just always giving him a hard time being a real bugs bunny um and he just takes it in stride and the movie does not work and their sort of infatuation does not work if he isn't actually believably charming and kind of zen and yeah he's just he's got a great presence in this very calm very soothing like you understand when she says why she um went for him as a teacher, like you see exactly what she means. Um, He's very earnest. I, and, yeah. and, and, and I bought that. So I've, I, and I've, so I bought she would feel that way. Yeah. And I like that. I like their sort of, uh, sort of philosophical differences, especially in that second scene where she, they're arguing over um, James Blunt's you're beautiful. <laughs> and I, I think they're both right. Which is like, you know, sometimes people just want to hear uh, like a, a sappy love song that doesn't say more than, you're beautiful and he's like no like if you, it's it's got to mean something you know you got to put everything into into your craft and you know you gotta it's touched by god and like uh i, I, I love I, that I, she, I, she is so free-spirited and that he like cares so deeply i think i think they meshed really well i don't know much about music but i i i, I bought the, a guy like that that probably carries himself and has the same feelings about music as that guy probably has to probably feel that way about that song, but would also be like, you know, not too condescending about it at the same time to rub the, to rub his student the wrong way. So I, I, it made sense. It wasn't quite Ryan Gosling in La La, La Land <laughs> jazz. No, no. I mean, it's a, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a white guy scoffing at some other white guy stuff. So, <laughs> so in that regard, um, uh, what, what, what about the kid? Uh, you guys, you know, I think, uh, like we said, we all, we all love Sing Street. Uh, that movie doesn't work if those kids aren't all like really, really good. Uh, and so I think it's even risky. It's pretty risky to then, you know, like uh, when you're casting it as somewhat of an unknown kid to like, you know, uh, potentially carry a lot of the weight in a, in a, in a movie like this. Uh, and let alone one that looks like this one is, but is also supposed to be a juvenile delinquent. How do you, how, how, how did you feel uh, they, they did in kind of like uh, integrating this kid character and like taking him on a journey all while trying to do what they're doing with Flora, Elijah? Um, yeah, I, I liked it. I, I think, you know, it's kind of, I, right. It's a tall order 
mm-hmm. to uh to ask John Carney not to include <laughs> uh a kid angle mm-hmm. right he's he's a director who has based his entire personality on the 1988 film the commitments um which is entirely you know at the time a cast of Irish unknown several of them are now pretty uh famous a few of them at least um but right like it's a um i think uh it's just sort of something that he likes to do especially with sing street now you know um but i i liked it because and this speaks to sort of a larger thing that was going on in in florence sun right it almost felt like a sort of call and response in a way with sing street where it's sort of this continuation of this thread of the idea that like you know kids are the future right and that's not going to be all clean and happy like the the, it they it's um you know a a a character uh, a kid character especially this one right is is going to be highly uh uh shaped and molded by his by his upbringing and by his community and his background and so that that that's going to mean the character is not is not uh, immediately likable maybe is not uh you know necessarily not not you know he's a tr- bit of a troublemaker right um and it's it's funny because it's like you know you're introduced very early on, it may even be literally the first scene right uh to just his his situation as it were right uh when there it, it's um him and and flora meeting the uh the garda comes to their house and uh don Weishirley was a lot of fun to see him pop back up but uh right like you learn very early on like this kid's a fuck up mm-hmm. um and so right like you set that expectation and then again, the movie sort of it, and Carney is working to make you like that person regardless. And you know, I think Owen Kinlan did a fine job. I don't know that like I'm not. I wasn't as like immediately blown away with him as I was with uh you know Ferdia Walsh Pilow, um from Sing Street or or really any of the other kids and any of the other main kids. Uh, Mark McKenna too. Um, right like I I really liked the Sing Street Kids I didn't necessarily have quite that same reaction with Owen Kenlin but it it was it's a fun character because of that because of kind of again just sort of impressing on the audience right that's like like this this kid is a product of his environment and you have to take a step back and look at that and consider why he is the way that he is and you know, decide whether or not you're going to judge him for that. So. Yeah, no, I know. Like I, I, I agree. And that, like, I mean, there's no shame in not being as good as the Sing Street kids. And I don't think he was, but at the same time, I, I thought, I thought he was fine for the purpose of the movie. I, I, I'd sound like I know some other like great Irish 14 year old they could have cast there. Right? You know, it's probably a bit of a crapshoot when you, when you have to go on, when you, when you, when you're on a mission like that. But I mean, you know, I, I did, I, I did enjoy him more in the scenes where he is like starting to like bond with his mom than in the ones where he's, I'm supposed to buy him as like this tough street kid uh, for whatever it was. I mean, and like the, or, or the kid that's afraid to talk to the girl as opposed to the kid that's like, you know, really confident that he's going to be fine in juvie, you know, or whatever. It's, I just, you know, 
is it, it was whatever. Like I, at, at the same time, I, 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 I got to a point where I was like, all right, I, he seems excited enough about the prospect of this music. And I, and I buy him in those moments that he like does earnestly care about that stuff that like that, 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 that I was fine with it. I, I, and I, I laughed at his music video too. It's like, yeah, you know, for, for the level of tough this kid actually is, I don't think I, he should be able to put together a much more of a convincing rap music video than this. So I, I was, that was fine by me. Um, uh, hold it. What, what did you, what did you think about how they like, you know, they, they, they showed this kid, uh, you know, race in the situation and uh, in, in his particular journey, did it, did it, did it work for you? Yeah, I think it. I think he's okay. I I agree that it's not like look. They can't all be Lucy Boynton, all right. Hmm. Giving him like a straight out the gate movie star like performance, but I I think that he is doing everything the movie is asking to him of him mm-hmm. perfectly perfectly well. I think he is. You know, he's. It's the thing where like the situation between his his mom and his dad where he kind of splits time between them it's just one of those things where a kid is just used to it you know he's not phased by it at all but he's also like and and, and even just living kind of in sort of really limited circumstances again probably just not phased by that but he is very believable as a teenager who really doesn't want you to think he cares and cares so much and can't hide it at all. Um, like, you know, he he wants to get all the same equipment as Keith, you know, the the other um, musical hotshot in the neighborhood. You know, he is very quiet and then is making the loudest music on his, like, uh, MacBook and GarageBand and everything. Um, He's using the same thing I do to make this podcast. It's, I mean, you know, it's more, more, more power to him. WTF? It's totally uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't know Mark Maroney's garage band. I know he did for a long time. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he um, like uh, he he writes this song for this girl he likes. That's like like a '90s boy band ballad. It's so <laughs> it's so corny, and it's really I think it's kind of good. Yeah, um, that that was the thing where the first time he played his thing, I was like expecting it to be bad. I'm like, I should have known that John Carney would like surprise me with this, and it wouldn't be terrible. Pretty good. Yeah. I think it's all right. Like, um. Yeah, it's and it's like reasonably good for a teenager too. Like he's not like a prodigy. No, I, I I think he's yeah he's he's great. He just plays that that energy really well and somehow is pretty plausible by the end. Where you do feel for the kid, and you're like you you want him to make it. You want him to uh to see you want to see him flourish as a as a musician. Um, you know. Maybe it's like a, a yay thing where he's more of a producer than than a rapper, but I think he's I think he's fine. You know, he's he's whatever. He's he's doing what he needs to. Yeah. Oh, hmm. I'm trying to think. What 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 else did we cover yet, Elijah? Anything else we didn't really touch on that you wanted to talk about, whether it be that ending or something else? We kind of talked about the quality of the music already. Yeah, I mean, we've covered it. I just thought it was a really good. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice, really simple has. movie. It's, I mean, I, I wanted to talk about it because, like, you know, not every, obviously not every day you get to talk about a John Carney movie, but it's like, you know, it's it, they're they're very enjoyable and they're 
and there's simplicity, you know, like we, we already kind of talked about where it goes with the story, you know, and like how it kind of just it, it ends in that part. It doesn't go further than yeah. that. And, and like, that's perfectly fine. You know? we didn't talk about Jack Rayner. Oh, yeah. yeah so true. what was funny was I didn't recognize him. I almost didn't recognize him for like the first like 45 minutes. Like just because I mean, talk about a guy that's also been shown like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Not that he's like, you know, had the same like heights of his career that Joseph Gordon-Levitt has. But I mean, I really like that guy. And he is just like not been in a ton of stuff that like I really can't. I mean, since like since Midsommar, like he hasn't been in like a ton of stuff. I don't, you know, it's I mean, yeah. since I know he was on that. He was on that TV show with Chloe Grace Moritz on uh, Amazon, the peripheral or something that yeah. was apparently kind of bad and then like got canceled because of the writer's strike. I, 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 I didn't, I, I just know she, she's like a longtime favorite of mine that like, as I've pretty sure I've shared the theory with Elijah before, I don't know about you Holden, but like funny we mentioned Jack Rayner because the last thing I really did see him in was Midsommar, but I've always had the theory that like Same. Florence Pugh, like market corrected Chloe Grace Moretz and like took oh. the that she could have had and not saying she's not, not saying Chloe Grace is as good as her, but like, you know, I just, you know, I, I I think that she did like a lot of the stuff that she could have done. It's like it's a theory that I kind of got out of nowhere because like mm-hmm. Chloe just doesn't get a lot of stuff anymore. Besides like these like you know the B movies and like sci fi series that like I just don't watch and it's sad. But like Jack Rayner, like I had not really seen since like you know in in over four in over four years and I I literally was like in the forty five minutes. I was like, when's Jack Rayner coming in? I was like, oh, that was him. Like one of the times he walked on screen, I was like, oh, now I see oh, he's it. Been here the whole time. yeah. I just didn't catch it and like I mean I enjoyed that performance. I mean it was because I, I i went into it like because i because i didn't recognize him in the first scene i was like i wonder who he's gonna play like i hope i hope <laughs> I, I hope he's gonna be something i going in i'm like i hope he's gonna be someone different than like you know just like the, the same kind of guy who wasn't sing street and it's like oh like shit seven years later he's now playing a dad to a 14 year old as opposed to the brother to a 14 year old and it was a very different performance and i thought it was like really good and charming you know in, in its own like curmudgeonly way yeah he's i like i like that performance um i i like that he is a good um uh counter um or, or a good um like like a um sort of the, the mirror of uh joseph gordon levitt where he um also takes himself very seriously but also has like none of the conviction or discipline um, <laughs> to be an adult um that scene you alluded to at the beginning where he's like a wine at 10 in the morning and then i laughed out loud so hard well, here's what's great about that is it cuts to him drinking a beer it does a reverse shot on her and then it cuts to a wide where he's already finished two other beers oh i missed that <laughs> it's I just, so good i i, I mean that I mean i was just like the heart i was the hardest i've laughed in a movie in a while was when it was just <laughs> the, the hard cut to him first drinking the beer but i, I missed that so well, when he doesn't show up at the court like that's tragic and then it, then yeah. you know what it pays out later and it's actually really really sweet yeah, but it was written. That was interesting when that happened because I guess it was just a matter of like he was being a little selfish for himself and the way he explained it to Flora before, like this might be the break that we need and whatnot. But like we're led to believe in the first half of the movie that he's like the responsible parent. He's the good parent compared to her. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't, I don't know if it's really a good parent to like thing to let your kid go to juvie if you have a chance to get him out. But like at the same time, they were maybe at wit's end. Like so, it's like you don't really think he's a bad guy that's like irredeemable. So they, therefore, you do accept him showing up at the end, even if you're like, yeah, that was kind of messed up. It's not like he's like, you know, he, he was still like, a, in a way, a human thing to do, even if it might not have been the right thing to do. Yeah, but a good yeah. performance. Uh, glad he got to open for Snow Patrol. 
That was very <laughs> No, they were on the, they were they, were, they went open for them. They were on the same billing. They're on the same yeah. bill. That's right. Yeah, they were on the same. Bill. I understood that as being like the same line at the festival. You know, no, you're exactly and, right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I they were on that level for a minute. No, oh, well, you talked about how we only saw a couple, a couple like musical songs in this movie. We saw their music video. Or like they they're like fake being in New York from like rural rural Dublin. <laughs> I do. I did kind of love that because so I just love. I love that it seems like every Carney film, he sort of like picks one like band or genre of music to just be like, I fucking hate this. Like, <laughs> and it's like I don't think in any way that it's like ill. It's like seriously ill intentioned, but it's like the same way Sing Street just keeps making jokes about Genesis and and Phil <laughs> Collins. It's like I feel like this was sort of the same way with snow patrol honestly it was like because that's what to me that's what that music video was making fun of was like the late 90s early 2000s like you know uh brit brit pop band goes america kind of thing and like (laughs) well then the kid keeps like poking holes like why is that the same cop? Yeah, What's going same on? Same cop, yeah. And he's like, shut up, kid. <laughs> when they're making the music video together and Eve Houston is directing him and then he gets to like be in a music video just like his dad and is very, very like self-conscious and stone-faced. Uh, this movie's uh, great. Yeah, sp- speaking of uh, speaking of just other things that like made me laugh involving Jack Rayner, the last thing in, in, in the final performance when like he starts going on a real riff on the bass, and she's just like, no, we're not doing this. Now. Absolutely not. This <laughs> <laughs> is funny. They, they were still finding spots, you know, for like serious laughs, even like that late in the movie when we're supposed to be at the heartfelt ending. I appreciated that. <laughs> so good. Um, Holden, anything else about the movie we didn't already touch on or any other little moments you wanted to shout out before you wrapped up? No, this, this, well, like I said, like I, I put this on and the first 10 minutes are just kind of a mixed bag. And then it, once, once it gets to that first lesson, it just takes off and it really, really sends you on out on such a high, uh, on a high life. And, uh, also uh, it's a, like a drone shot uh, overlooking the Dublin street. No, it's great. Go watch, uh, go watch Florence son, go load up your Apple TV plus and give it a shot. It's, it's a breezy 96 minutes. You'll love it. Oh, cool. It's great. Uh, thank you for the, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I agreed. I mean, there's no, no, no reason not to give it a shot. It, 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 support John Carney movies so he can go less than seven years without making his next one. Um, uh, Elijah, before we get out of here, anything else you've been watching recently you would like to plug for the listeners? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> you hit me with that one real quick. I, yeah, I mean, uh, you have, why, why, why would I ask you that? Yeah. Gosh. Uh, I mean, normally I would plug something that I've been, that I've been working on, but it's <laughs> Is there a commercial you can plug? <laughs> been, right, yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's been slim pickings. Uh, give me, it, uh, I'm gonna defer. I'm gonna pass this on to Holden. Holden watches like five things a day. Holden, what have you been yeah. watching recently that you can plug? Uh, okay, uh, I rewatched Apollo 13. That was good. Should rewatch Lake Mungo was great. You know what? Um, I think I, I'm sure we've all maybe maybe we all haven't seen this, but if you haven't, um, give a, a Garth Marenghi's Dark Place a watch. It's a perfect Halloween viewing. It's one of the great cult hits of the, or, uh, you know, yeah, cult hits of the uh, 2000s, just six, you know, half hour episodes of some of the funniest um, sci-fi satire you'll ever watch. It rules. Cool. Uh, I got a few. Th- I, I, I got, I got one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come what's back up? to me. What's up? What's up? What's up? 
um i will plug uh i watched a documentary a few weeks back that is uh not that old from 2021 all light everywhere um and i noticed that only six people on letterboxd or six of my you know friends in my network have logged it um and i was i thought that was a, a shame uh because it was absolutely stellar um, it's a, a documentary that is ostensibly about um, the uh, you know use of body cameras by police, but is really ultimately more uh, deeply philosophical about uh, surveillance and um, sort of uh, public privacy and things like that. Um, and I think it's it was it was very expertly and artfully done. Uh, and for a film that is pretty much universally well regarded by it seems like everybody who's seen it, uh, not a lot of people have actually seen it. So that's available on Hulu, and I would highly recommend it. Hmm. There you go. Uh, I guess list. I guess I got a few things. Uh, one, like I mentioned earlier, I went to the Aerostore movie yesterday. Uh, it was uh, if, even if you saw the the Aerostore in person, like I did, it's you might have been in the nosebleeds, like I was. I thought they did. I, I don't know a ton about concert films, but it, you actually pick up on a lot of new stuff if you go to see it. So if you like Taylor Swift music, I think you'll actually like the you'll you'll get something out of the concert film. And then, and if you didn't see the concert, then it's like in person and then it's obviously i think you're gonna get to see some new stuff but like don't just skip out on it because it's like yeah i saw the thing i saw the thing in person i don't need to see it you'll you actually get to see a lot of new stuff um as far as far as other a- anything else i've watched and, and yeah and we will we will be doing a podcast on it my our, our friend adam who i who, who is a regular podcast guest i saw it in person i saw the concert in person with him and then i one of other two guests undetermined but uh it will either be uh but it will, will likely be a, a, the second guest will be a female guest i'm just not sure who it will be yet but so i don't want to like uh, i don't want to name anyone yet that, that's still getting organized so we will be talking about that uh also i um i gotta shoot i had, I had one other thing that i was going to talk about and then i and uh, then oh, what I was just gonna say, people should watch Sing Street. I don't know. Whenever I actually run into people that haven't seen it from time to time who like movies, and it's like if ever if anyone's ever just like, what should I watch? It's honestly like the first thing I recommend. Like who who like what what, what does it say about someone if they watch that movie and if they don't like it? You know what I mean? Like they probably have like some coldness to their heart that they need to examine. Uh, it's it's just like so. It's, it's I clicked on it on Letterbox like just to see where people could watch it. It's free right now on Freebie. So uh, you just log in Amazon Prime, type in Sing Street, and just like a, a completely delightful movie. You might so I, in case you were like heard us in case because like the thing is like a lot more people like have Apple TV Plus than like you know just th- than like had any way of like watching Sing Street for like the longest time. It might have been on Netflix at some point, but like the amount of people that might watch Foreign Son might be like more than like the people that saw Sing Street in theaters and it made thirteen million dollars. I just don't know. Uh, even like as we joke, Apple TV doesn't do the greatest job of promoting stuff. It still, in theory, has a, a pretty uh, w- wide subscriber base. So, like, there might be a lot of people who end up watching for and send that, like, you're like, hey, I like this movie. I like movies about music. This director, maybe I should watch something. And if you've heard us talking about Sing Street throughout, it's just a completely delightful movie about a, some kids in the 80s Dublin and led by one of whom, like, you know, or some kids who form a band led by a guy who just like wants to impress a girl. And it's completely charming and has like really fun music. So, watch Sing Street if you have not already done so. Um, Elijah, before we get out of here, where can people follow you on Letterboxd or whatever social media you want to direct them to? Yeah, I'm on Letterboxd as uh, at Mr. Smith goes uh, to the number two FL, like Florida. Hmm. And uh, Holden, where can people follow you on Letterboxd? Uh, you can find me at uh, uh, H.I. Martinson. Yeah, see see what I'm watching most days. And uh, yeah, yeah. 
Elijah's a good follow. Josh is a good follow. Well, I'm not a good follow, actually, but I appreciate it nonetheless. Uh, I'm like, sorry, I, I've, I'm not, I've, I, I've not I'm logged any. I, I've not, I've not logged anything since like uh, a thing I've seen since like mid June. Though you know, I'm I I, I you I've been busy with work and life stuff. You know, I'm getting I'm getting there. I'm still writing some stuff that just hasn't been posted yet. But you know, uh, at Josh, uh, it's at Josh Turn Avoid J O S H J U R N O V O Y. I'm both there and Twitter podcast, Twitter at Real Movie Pod podcast emails realmoviepod at gmail.com. Coming up next, I have something on. Taylor Swift, the Eras tour. And like I said, and then after that might be killers of the fire moon. I just don't exactly know when I'm going to see that because again, uh, not to make things sad again, like I was a few back a few, a few months ago, I don't have a movie theater in my city anymore. So, you know, it's one thing, it's, it's one thing to drive 20 minutes for a movie. That's like an hour and 40 minutes, but to find the time when you're going to see that three hour and 20 minute movie, when you are out of town for a wedding, the uh, when you're out of town for a wedding the weekend it comes out which is the case as our uh, regular contributor fred is getting married next weekend and i'm leaving for it on the day that killers of the fire moon comes out i don't know when i'm going to see that damn movie so i mean we will have a podcast on that uh but i just don't know when so those are probably the next few things we're going to do it's just you know i got some logistical stuff to figure out so we appreciate you sticking with us even as our my my schedule for posting these episodes has been a little more sporadic recently i'm getting them still getting them out about once a week just not quite as regular at the end of the week as i usually do but like we're going to have something every week still about or thereabouts so i promise that i want to thank holden and elijah for joining me i want to thank everyone else for listening and we'll see you next time